Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today's topic is the test of our faith. Yes, today's topic is the test of our faith. These are days when we need to have our faith strong, strengthened when we need to know God. God has designed that, he, um, that the just shall live by faith. Any man can be changed by faith, no matter how he or she may be confined. I know that, that God's word is sufficiency. One word from him can change a nation. You hear that? One word from God can change a nation. His word is from everlasting to everlasting. Is um is through the interest of this everlasting word, this incorruptible seed that we are born again and come into this wonderful and amazing salvation. Man cannot live by bread alone, but must live by every word that practice. I mean that must live by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. This is the food of faith. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are y'all ready to get into the word of God? Let us get into the word of God. So I got Matthew chapter 15, verse 28. This is what the word of God says. Then Jesus answered her, woman, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in my power is great. It will be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that moment. To be, to, I mean, to persevere in true faith is to trust God in all circumstances and remain true to him even when you are in a great trouble and he does not seem to answer our cure. So you heard that even if you're in trouble, even if you uh, it don't seem like God's answer your prayer or it seems like he doesn't care, we still got to remain our faith in him. This is the test of faith. Believers in prayer for themselves or others must persevere in prayer occasionally in every reason with God. Faith is not believing something. Faith is believing someone. And Abraham believed God. Faith is obedient to the present tense voice of God. Where does faith come from? Did you come up with it? Do you know? Do you do you produce it? No. Faith is a gift from God. He gives us faith. In Ephesians 2 8, it says this For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. So it's a gift that God has given us as believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior is both the act of a single moment and a continuing attitude that must grow and be strengthened. Because we have faith in a specific person who died for us, our faith should become greater. Trust and obedience develop into loyalty and devotion. Loyalty and devotion develop into an intense feeling of personal attachment to and love for the Lord Jesus Christ. This faith in Christ brings us into a new relationship with God and exempts us from his wrath. Through the new relationship, we become dead to sin and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. So let's get back into the word of God. I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. And it's what it says. The word of God says. He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus frequently comments on the nature of true faith. 
He speaks of faith that can move mountains and, of course, miracles and healing and accomplish great things for God. Faith that Jesus speaks of is number one. Faith produces results. It should remove mountains. Number two, faith is not a belief in faith as a force or a power, but is a faith in God. Number three, faith is a work of God within the heart of Christians. It involves a wordness divinely imparted to our hearts that our prayers are answered. The Holy Spirit creates it within us, and we cannot produce it in our own mind. Number four, since faith is a gift imparted to us by Christ, it is important to draw nearer to Christ and his word to deepen our commitment to and confidence in him. We are dependent on him for everything. For who, who me ye can do nothing? With, basically, without, without God, you can do nothing. In other words, we must seek Christ as the author and the finisher of our faith. His presence and our obedience to his word and, I mean, yeah, his presence and our obedience to his word are the source and the secret of faith. Hmm. Number five, faith is under God's control. It's not under man's control. Faith is under God's control. It is given on, on the basis of his love, his wisdom, his grace, and the kingdom purposes. It is given to accomplish his will, to express his love for us. It is not to be used for our own selfish interests. So we cannot use it for our own selfish interests. You know why we can't use it for our own selfish interests? Because we are not the one who get the gift of faith. He, God give it to us, but we cannot produce it. Hmm. Can I get an amen on it? Amen. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 9. And this is what the word of God says. To one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the spirit, to another gifts of the healing by one spirit. There are thousands of people who read and study the word of God. You hear that? There are a thousand people who read and study the word of God, but it's not quickened to them. The Bible is dead letter except by the spirit. The word of God can never be vital and powerful in us except by the spirit. The words that Christ spoke were not just dead words, but they are spirit and truth. I mean, yeah, the spirit and truth. The thoughts of God, a living word, word of truth, the word of God, a supernatural word of knowledge should come forth from us through the power of the spirit of God. With the, with the gifts of the spirit should come the fruit of the spirit. With wisdom, we should have love. With knowledge, we should have joy. With a third gift, Mia, with a third gift, faith, gift, faith, we should have the fruit of peace. Faith is always uh, occupied by peace. Faith allows rest. Faith lasts at the impossibilities. God gives faith and nothing can take it away. You heard that. God gives the faith and nothing can take it away. So if you got faith as small as a mustard seed, can't no, no circumstances, no situations, no sickness, no hard times, no trials, whatever you go through can take away that faith because God gives it. God gives faith and nothing can take it away. By faith, we have the power to enter into a wonderful things of God. You hear that? We have the power to enter into the wonderful things of God. 
So let us get into Genesis. I want to go into Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 through 2. And this is what the word of God says. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. And he said to Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Morel. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, and I will show you. And that's a test of faith. Let's keep going on. So Abraham's faith in, in commitment to God were tested to the max. God commanded him to do something completely contrary to common sense and to his faithful, I mean, into his fatherly love and lifelong hope. In, in the Abraham story, we read three great tests of his faith. Number one, the call to separate himself from his people in country and to go forth not knowing where he was going. Number two, the requirement to trust God for the promises of the covenant without seeing the fulfillment of that promise for 25 years. Number three, the commands that he offered of Isaac, the promised son, in a manner similar to Abraham, the true faith of all believers will be tested. Did you hear that? All believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, our faith will be tested. So Abraham was commanded to sacrifice his son, Isaac. The central issue laid into two areas that illustrate God's measure in dealing with our believers. Was Abraham's love for God greater than his love for, his, for others, even his beloved son? See, you got to understand, God wants us to love him with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. So sometimes we get tested to see if we love God more than what we receive, what we have. Huh. Let me keep going on. Was Abraham's hope of the fulfillment of the promise still in God? Or did he now have hope in something else in Isaac? So did he now, since the promise was fulfilled, since the promise was fulfilled of what God had supposed to be, God fulfilled of that promise that Sarah would get pregnant at their old age, and they, Sarah did get pregnant, and then the promise is fulfilled. Now God's testing Abraham to see if he still believes in him. Hmm. Let's keep going on. Through this test, God, for, God forced Abraham to face these questions and to make clear whether he indeed feared God with all his heart. God did not really desire Isaac physically death for her for here for later he condemned human sacrifice as a terrible sin. So God does not really God really didn't desire that Isaac would be killed. God was just testing, testing Abraham's faith because now the promise has been fulfilled and when your promise has been fulfilled that God has called you to do, would you choose your promise? over God or will you still be humble and depend upon God see it's our faith how we walk what we believe in what we receive and how we receive it do we receive it with a humble heart with a humble mind that if it wasn't for the Lord on my side I wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for the Lord on my side I wouldn't became this person if it wasn't for the Lord on my side I wouldn't these doors wouldn't be open if it wasn't for the Lord on my side the, uh, these blessings wouldn't be overflowing in my life if it wasn't for the Lord on my side I don't know where I would be in. see that's what God tests us he wants to see where our heart's going to be. Even if he blesses us, do we still love God? Even if he gives us a new job, will we still love God? Even if he gave us a big church and congregation, will we still love God first? 
That's what he's testing us to see, regardless of what he gives us on this earth, will we still put God first? And that's the test of our faith. And you got to ask yourself that question. When God has opened up doors for you, do you put the stuff that he opened up doors for you to go and be the head and not the tail and give you all these material things and give you this big congregation? Do you still put God first? Do you still lean up on God? Do you still rely upon God? Do you still depend upon God? Do you still study his word? Do you still have a conversation with him? Are you still praying? Are you still seeking him? So sometimes as believers, our faith will be tested. Because God wants us to always depend upon him, no matter how far he keeps taking us up on the mountain. Because guess what? He can pull us right back down. Don't let pride deceive you. And thinking that you made it on your own. Because the devil is a lie that we don't make it on our own. It's by the grace of God that he keeps promoting us. It's by the grace of God that he keeps opening doors for us. It's by the grace of God that he keeps blessing us. But he don't have to do it if he don't want to. So sometimes our faith can be tested. So God didn't, like I said, God did not really, really desire for Isaac to be physically dead. He just wanted to test Abraham. Because later on, he condemned them from killing the babies. And said it was a terrible sin. But he did want to test Abraham's commitment. And commitment really matters to us in our faith in him. But sometimes we in our humanistic and we get to our level, sometimes we let pride get in our way. Sometimes our pride gets in our way that we can't humble ourselves no more because we think that we know everything. Oh, we don't need God because we are blessed and highly favored. And I did this, and I did this, and I did that, and I did that I, I, without God in it. And then we wonder why we humble our meanwhile, why God brings us back down. Because we let pride rule us when we got back up to the mountains. Instead of humbling ourselves and depending upon the Lord, no matter where he takes us, no matter where we go, no matter what he has given us, it is God first. It is God who gave it to us. Without God, it falls down. It is shaken. It will be brought down. Because God is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And there ain't no God like him. He said, I am that I am when he told Moses. Moses asked him, who, who, who you want me to say to send me? I am that I am. So sometimes our faith can be tested. Our faith is to be tested to say, God, I still trust you. Regardless of what situation I am in. God, I still trust you. Regardless of what I'm facing. God, I still trust you. Regardless if I got a congregation that's big and a lot of people follow me. See, it is God that will test our heart to see what our motives is. And if we're going to still trust him and fear him. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you.